Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. On today's episode, we have Britt Arneson from Canada on our show. She's absolutely amazing, has close to 100,000 followers on Instagram. So she's doing some amazing things. What I really appreciated most, we got into her story a little bit about how she's grown her enormous following in such a short time. What, like she said, three years, right, Andressa? Yes. So what I think was amazing about the interview and you'll really appreciate is she gave a few really great suggestions around how to grow an Instagram presence. And I think above all else, just the realness and making it a priority and doing it consistently. But she talks about a few other great things and just amazing what she's done in such a short time. Absolutely. And it's so funny. She talked about her first house she bought when she was 18 and it was a result of food poison. <laughs> it's a great story. I'm not going to tell you guys right now. And for, for you guys that are going to listen to her story, she talks about estimating. Is that our secret to estimate the process? Well, how can we learn how to do things? The benefits are of doing things. She's also reading the e-myth right now. So she's kind of pivoting in different directions. It's just a great interview and she's so sweet. It's a young lady full of energy and just being a role model for other future generation. And yeah. I think you guys are going to enjoy very much this interview. Have fun. Investors, as you all know, Financing deals in today's market can be a bit challenging at times. If you're looking at funding your next real estate transaction, we are so excited to introduce to you Fund That Flip. Fund That Flip is a lending partner dedicated to grow your real estate investment portfolio. They specialize in fix and flip, buy and hold, new construction, and cash out refi for one to four units. Ladies, we've known the founder, Matt, and his team for many years now, and we can assure you that their support goes beyond just lending money. They become a true partner. So if you're looking for great terms and reliable service, check out fundaflip.com slash investher. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Invest Her Show. We have uh, Britt Arson uh, from Canada and from, you know, doing a lot of neat things up there uh, on our show this week. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you so much, Liz and Dressa. I'm really, really excited to be on your show. Yeah, looking forward to jumping into your amazing, amazing story. Uh, so before we, we go there, we always like to connect with all of you, kind of see what's up or share some tip in our own life that either worked or didn't work for us. Uh, so Andressa, what's going up? What's well, going on for you? What's coming up for you? Well, it's, it's so funny though, that um, we always talk about personalities, right? And when people see me, they might think, oh my gosh, you're very, you know, outgoing and you can talk, but I'm actually an introvert. So I learned this throughout the years with Liz. And when we go to events, kind of like I go behind her. I <laughs> like you go first. I'll go first. I'm like your, your body, uh, what are they called? Bodyguard, body something. Yeah, yeah. Liz yeah. That. <laughs> and I think that there's so many people out there like me that you might be interpret as if you are just like not in a good mood or, mm -hmm. or like standoffish 
But no, people, we're just introverts. So come talk to us. But I've been mindful of that. And I know when it's happening. I know when I'm just like uncomfortable. And I was like, what the hell? I'm feeling uncomfortable. It's just about 15 people here. I am not intimidated with 500, 2000. Why would I be intimidated with 15? I don't know. I can tell you why. After the show, I'll tell you why. No, now everybody's curious. Tell, tell yeah. us why now. Why? Because, because you're, you're, okay, so you're dominant, okay? And dominant people can get on a stage and talk and they're very comfortable because it's your dominance that you're exerting. You're not trying to connect with people. You're just exerting what you know and you're comfortable. So when you get off that stage and those 15 people come up to you or you're in a smaller environment, it's more intimate. It's more intimate. That's where your introversion comes in. You're like, whoa, this is awkward. I just want <laughs> one-on-one. So that's why. And it's simple Jesus way. Christ. Well, <laughs> but I'm very conscious about it, right? So when I have that feeling that I know that I'm a little uncomfortable, I really take one step forward and introduce myself, which is very, very uncomfortable for me to do. But I'm more conscious about it now. And instead of like either sitting down on a corner or leaving the event, which usually happens, right? I'm more comfortable and just like approaching people and say, hi, nice to see you. If I know the person and now I feel more comfortable when I go to events where I know people, which is then I'm okay. But if I go to a place where I don't know people, oh my gosh, it's really like that feeling. And I'm very conscious about that. How does that feel? And if you're an introvert like me, you know what I'm talking about. You want to just stay and just like pray that somebody's going to come talk to you because you're not doing that. But I'm just like trying to not overcome, but take one step further and really engaging in a conversation with somebody. And sometimes I got myself like, am I interviewing this person? (laughs) Yeah. But it's just like, let me get, get my mic out. Conversations. <laughs> so that, that's my tip for all the introverts out there. Well, and I think what you're saying is, is really critical. Like whatever personality traits that sometimes don't serve us, right? Because we all have them. Whatever, whatever those things are, you just got to take one step forward and put yourself into those situations and just take one baby step. And that's for all of us. You know, if you're cautious, taking a small risk, you know, if you're, you know, if you're too talkative, being quiet sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, which is hard for me to do <laughs> No, I actually am a good listener, but sometimes, but, uh, but yeah, it's having those baby steps, taking those baby steps. So, um, so anyway, without further ado, Britt, Britt is doing some amazing things up there in Canada and she's, we're going to jump into her growth that she's seen. Uh, you know, you, you bought your first property when you're 18. So really very curious about you, what, what propelled you at such a young age? to get involved in real estate investing? Yeah, well, I owe a lot to my mom because she's a real estate investor. So when I was growing up, she had rental properties and, you know, she'd give us a hammer and be like, all right, go, go fix that. And I'm like eight years old. I'm like, mom, I don't want to. <laughs> and our wage was a dollar every Friday to go get some candy. I'm like, oh, fine. Oh, man. I actually, I appreciate it so much now because like just being put in that situation, like we'd be living in renovations and and all that sort of thing. So, and now that's still what I'm doing. This house is being renovated. Like every house I'm in is under renovation of some kind. <laughs> but um, so the background story of how I got the money to buy my first house at 18 
It's actually a really weird and kind of funny story, but I was six years old at an office Christmas party and they actually had uh, turkeys that they cooked halfway through and left overnight. And then the next day, cook them the rest of the way, which is absolutely ridiculous. Oh, my God. Wow. I know. <laughs> it was so bad. Ooh. And everyone got extremely sick, bad food poisoning. So everyone that got really sick, especially the little kids, got uh, money from the insurance. Wow. So, yeah. So I had this bank account that I had $15,000 in. And so I waited and I saved all my money up until I turned 18. And that's when I bought my first house and that was $25,000. So I kind of jumped into it. I was like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but my mom does it. It's been fine. <laughs> and I really always like all throughout high school, I was like, I want to be a real estate investor. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm going to have to go to college, get a really good job. But for now I have this money. I'm going to buy my first property and we'll right. see how it goes. And it just made sense because I knew in this town, which is where my grandpa and I have a few family members that live in the town that I bought in. That's not where I was from at the time, but I knew that the houses were cheap and that I could get $850 rent a month. So bought it for 25,000, got $850. And my first tenant was amazing and he stayed for like three years i'm like landlording's so easy <laughs> landlording is amazing <laughs> i don't know why people complain i know <laughs> truly i was like oh this is great i don't have to do anything he would fix anything that broke he would just pay his rent every month i'm like oh <laughs> i love this wow so <laughs> At 18, you bought your first one. Mm -hmm. Do you still hold it or you still ended up selling it? Yeah, I still have it. Oh Actually, my, my tenants uh, recently, they are just, they've been in there for three years now, rents 925 and they're just amazing tenants, but they're moving out soon. And I'm like, darn, I have to find a new one. But all my tenants have been so awesome. Everyone loves the house. So I think it was a pretty good buy. That's a Super lucky cool. house. You're it was lucky. Great buyers. So fast forward, how is your life right now? Because we see all your Instagram videos, which are pretty cool. Thank I want to do workshops with you. Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> Travel to Canada to do like a workshop. Oh, that'd be so fun. Maybe we can add some adult beverage. Yes, And please. I don't drink, but it's okay. Uh, <laughs> I do. So that's all yeah, I have for this. This yeah. will drink my part. Yeah. But for <laughs> the listeners... Tell, tell us what you're focusing on right now and how, how is your life among all the construction that is going on? Yeah, so I've been real full-time real estate investor for two and a half years. So right now it's kind of a weird like transition because I've only like I have singles and duplexes right now. I have 13 properties. Um, so I've been definitely um, DIY landlord, DIY everything. And that's kind of how my mom was. So I guess that's probably why I'm having such a hard time like giving up control. <laughs> but that's something <laughs> that I'm definitely trying to do. So we hired a bookkeeper. I'm like, that was a great step. <laughs> yeah. And now we're just looking at hiring out more property management and that sort of thing. So I'm getting all my systems together. Like that's something that's difficult for me because I'm like, put me at a computer. I'm like, no, this is not my thing. But like doing the renovations, that's what I love to do. So it's definitely been a little tricky, but I'm trying to grow, trying to be better. Um, reading the E-Myth really helped me a lot. So that's been a great book um, to kind of propel me forward. And I guess getting into bigger, bigger buildings, like multifamily buildings, that's kind of what I've been 
focusing on more now. So had a few accepted offers actually, but they didn't go through. But I think the last one I put through is going to go through. So cross my fingers. Cross fingers. There we go. I was really wanting to get one by the end of this year. We still have a couple of days, 2019. I'm, yeah. I'm hopeful too. Put yeah. an agreement of sale yesterday, send out. We'll see. Yeah. Fingers okay. crossed. <laughs> so Britt, I mean, for you, you know, 18, three years, 13 properties, mm-hmm. you're doing a lot of the renovations. Your bur- the burr might buy, renovate, refinance in essence, you know, yeah. rent and refinances has been your strategy. Yes. So what would you say have been some of your biggest learnings? You know, I don't know if I would call myself a do-it-yourself, um, you know, renovator when we started. We, you know, we, we, we hired the wrong people sometimes, but we were more of that. We knew what we were good at, what we weren't good at. So we ended up not doing a whole lot of things ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of value though, you know, yeah. when, I, when you think about it, especially when you get started to do some of these things. So, you know, you're not getting taken. So yeah. for the women listening that, you know, they might have some rentals or they want to get more do-it-yourself and get your, their hands wet, you know, what you know, obviously you grew up in it, but what other things could you share with them? Learn lessons or things that they can propel them to be more effective in doing it themselves? Because I think there's a place for that type of investing and that type of approach. Absolutely. So curious to hear from your perspective, especially that you've grown so much in three years. Yeah, no, for sure. I think like the way I learned the most was being, because a lot of our properties are a few hours away from us as well. So actually being thrown into it, like you have no choice. Like I'm four hours away from my home. Like I'm at this property. I have to renovate it. There's no choice. So I'm just going to figure it out. Cause when you're in this situation, when maybe you're with someone else, like a husband or boyfriend or something, you're like, I can't figure this out. Can you do it for me? You know? But when I was by myself, I'm like, all right, I have no choice. I just have to like YouTube this, Instagram this, like ask a professional. Um, I think when you're first getting started, it is very overwhelming. Like I think if you've never done anything yeah. before going into a property and being like, wow, I have to do everything. Like that's way too much. I think like starting out with like learning small things, like how to be great at painting. Like that's an important skill, like to be a really good painter and like just small things. And then also the tools are expensive. So you don't want to go out and buy all the tools, very expensive tools for doing a whole renovation. If you've never done it, you want to start small. So just like think of a few projects, maybe a tile backsplash, something like that, that you could kind of do on your own and learn from YouTube. And then you just get better and better. Like I've grown so much in the past few years with renovation skills and all that, just because I've been doing it every day. So you learn a lot. It's really hard at the start, but. What's the specific things that are forgiving? Because some things you can do and you're like, this isn't forgiving, right? It's going to either clog something, you know, it's not, I like to say what's forgiving. So painting, these are good suggestions, painting, um, tile. I've tiled our bathroom floor, not this house we're in, but I have done that. I think that is something you can have have done a bathroom floor. I've done a kitchen floor. What? Oh yeah. I tiled my kitchen floor. Yeah. You don't know these things about me. I know you, you, you think I don't know anything. No, I'm anything. Uh, when it comes to that part of it. Um, but no, beyond those things, what are others, some forgiving things that the women listening that like, you know what, I want to do this. I want to get more hands or, you know, hands again, this is me not knowing what to say. Hands involved. You know what I'm saying? Hands on approach. Of course. What are some of those? What are some other things in addition to the things you mentioned? I think that's a great list, a short list for women to be mindful of as they're looking at their own projects. 
Well, I would definitely say start with painting. I would say, well, probably before you paint, put down like laminate floors are really easy to work with. And it is forgiving because you put your baseboard on. So you leave like a gap all around the perimeter and then you put your baseboard on top of that. So it's like you have a little bit of room too if you make the wrong cut or whatever. And it's cheap. So it's like if you screw up a cut, you need to replace a board. It's not a big deal. Like you mm -hmm. can get pretty cheap laminates. If it's for your rental property, there's some good quality ones. Yep. I find vinyl plank to be a little bit trickier to install, but still definitely manageable. Um, and then trim work. Like I think that's, it's hard because you have to get your precision cuts, but it's just mm. practice and it's not going to be the end of the world. If you have to make another cut, you can use that piece in a different area. And there's mm -hmm. so many great, um, YouTube videos and so many videos online to learn that type of skill. So I think that's probably what I would start with. And then again, like if you have to rent a miter saw, maybe that's the way you do it instead of going on buying one right away. I think everyone should probably own a, a miter saw if this is the business you're in, because it's very handy even for your own property or, or whatever, if this is something you want to get into. So yeah, I think that's, that's awesome. probably what I'd I think with. it was this summer mm. that I went to Home Depot and I saw a list of like courses and, and yeah. things like that. And yeah. I think that for me, my mindset, right? How, how I look at it, we talk about the e-myth and the different ways of, of doing things. And you're talking about delegating a lot of this stuff. Mm. Um, I think for me, I have, I, I have a lot of fun, number one, doing it or trying to do it kind yeah. of. And I would like to learn the real way of doing things mm -hmm. because when I am running and pro doing project management, I can take a look and say, okay, you're on the right track because yeah. I, I, I don't know if that guy is installing that tire correctly. Mm -hmm. I will definitely know if he yeah. after up at the end, yeah. if when things don't line up and I look and say, Oh no, 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 buddy, you, this a glass tile here, you probably cut without water and I can see all the small little things that are wrong. And the, if I can see the buyer can see, and we're not going to need to replace that. Yeah. But I think that for all the people out there and you know, you're a clear example because your, your videos are very informative on how the step-by-step -step about doing things we need to at least know the basic of things. I'm not saying specialize on it if that's not your thing. But for me, I really enjoy knowing that type yeah. of stuff. That makes sense. I, I, I enjoy the smell of things. I like tools. I have tools, small toolbox. Does not compare with yours. <laughs> but I do have mine because I, I, I like it. I really like it. It's weird, but I, I, I like it. And yeah. I think that that's the thing. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's for me too. I really enjoy it. Like I was saying before, like if I was at a computer every day, I'd be miserable. So like, I'm always going to be involved somehow. And I know you really like construction side of things, Andressa. And I'm like, yeah, get into it. And I like, I love doing the work myself and being able to share it with others online and everything too. It's so fun. So, and I do think it's, it is important to know, like, for example, we were getting, we were doing a basement suite. So we had like the tin for the, um, the ductwork for the heat going upstairs, but it was like this long tin thing and then these pipes coming down. Mm. So if I wanted to change up the bulkhead, so it wasn't so low and I'm like, how much would it cost instead of the tin work coming out at the bottom to kind of come out at the top? I don't top. know. 
difference. But I'm like, how much would that cost? And the plumber was like, oh, it's going to be like $1,000 per one. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, I could do that in like 20 minutes. I'm not going to. So, you know, if you didn't know, if you had no clue, you're like, oh, you you know, you might think that that's fine. But because I kind of understand what's involved in actually changing that tin work, I didn't take that quote. I like didn't, I thought that was way too expensive. So I ended up hiring my brother to do it and he did it for like $200 for all of them. I think what you're saying is so powerful to know your prices because although I'm not as handy, although I did the tile, my kitchen floor, um, I had a, I had a gentleman here at our house. I've never done, we never, I never done plumbing and uh, it just, it just, we needed it done because our, our sinks kept leaking, quoted me $750 to replace my sink in oh. my bathroom, $750. I was like, that's psychotic. You're not, I mean, that, that, that's crazy. You know, and this, this is the Northeast, but still it was really expensive. And I said, how many people just pay these prices? They don't know what things cost or should cost. I ended up getting another gentleman came in for $250 and he changed my smoke detectors. So it was a great, it was a great deal. But my point is, is women, say, da, 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 this is too high. You're crazy. Two, two sinks, yeah. two sinks and, and, and all my, um, my fire. I thought that was a good deal. Yeah. Sure. You said it's high? No, I don't know. That's the problem. Oh, I thought, Th- I those type that. of like changes, it, that's the other problem, right? Well, that's the thing. You need to know what these things cost or should Yeah. Yeah, but repairs, I don't know repairs, small repairs. So I go somehow, I do yeah. forgot. So I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I think, I think as women, as, as, as women who want to get into do-it-yourself approach and they want to get their hands, get in there and get, have that hands-on approach, we need to educate ourselves on what things cost or at least a range. I mean, Britt, how have you been able to like hack that? You know, like meaning you don't have to wait so long and do so many projects, right? You're 13 properties in. What are the, the hacks that women could be listening to this show and say, okay, I can do that now. Like, mm-hmm. is it great? Is it, you know, how do you know the range of what things should cost? I think that's the biggest question we all get and want to know. It is. I think it's hard to answer that because for me, like is honestly just been experience. Like it's just been like, I mean, I wish I had a better answer, but it has truly just been experience and getting quotes. Like, I think that's a kind of multiple quotes. Yeah. Getting multiple quotes and kind of feeling out the range. And I also have a lot, I love like the online community of Instagram and whatever community, Facebook, whoever, but like, I have so many professionals on there that I can ask questions to and you don't have, like you can message anyone you want, like find someone who's a professional who displays their work, who does a really awesome job and maybe get their opinion on it. Just be like, Hey, I got quoted this. Um, Would you maybe give me some insight? Like if you don't know anyone personally, there's so many people online and especially as women, I found like people are more willing to help me. So it's been like amazing to have all these professionals online and, Mm. It's a great suggestion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we actually had this question on our Facebook investor community another mm-hmm. day. It was about how much does it cost to replace the water pipe going mm-hmm. to the street? Mm-hmm. And since we have women from around the country, yeah. the prices were different, but there's not such a thing. Well, it depends. Mm-hmm. It depends on your location. Are you in Philadelphia where the street is right there? Or are you somewhere else where it's the, the, the distance is longer. Mm-hmm. So it really depends. So, so people were chiming in and I thought I was like, that's great because then 
when somebody comes, I have not a specific number, but a range. What yeah. can I expect? Yeah, a range. Where I'm not like thinking, is this right? Or do I have the wrong expectations? Because that might happen too. Yeah. I have, uh, yeah. Like, oh, I can, I can finish a basement with like 2000 bucks. No, not really. <laughs> right. So, right. If you're digging the basement and finishing things up, yeah. it's just the wrong expectation. So I think that for us as women, we always want to make sure that we are getting at least within the range. And you made a good point about getting different quotes. And mm -hmm. I agree with you though. Um, if we were to wait until we knew all the prices of everything, I would never yeah. get started. Exactly. Right. Did I overpay for my first rehab? Hell yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, but you, you kind of learn as you go. Mm -hmm. And then also people get to know who you are and what you're up to. So that also brings a lot to the table because then they cannot be asked you around. Yeah, exactly. The conversation that you have with them. But for you, being a woman, right? That's an elephant in the room. Being a woman in construction. What mm. are the challenges that you face within, and if you, if you did one or not, mm. and if there's any like weird, funny slash awkward story that you can share with us? Well, I think I have been lucky again. I'm like, I've been lucky with my rentals and pretty lucky, I think, in like the whole renovation thing. Like sometimes I guess it's people don't take you seriously a lot of the time, especially being so young. <laughs> so I think like, well, this is a story, I guess when I was serving, um, I was doing, so I was a server as my job. And then I was also doing my renovations full time. And so sometimes I'd tell my tables or sometimes I'd have paint. I'm like, Oh no, I really have to. <laughs> so sometimes I'd have like paint on my arms and my hands. And like, I would say like, Oh, doing renovations and people sometimes they wouldn't even believe me. They'd just be like, no, that's not true. <laughs> you just touch the wet well yeah, I know you were just standing around <laughs> like you know your boyfriend did it for you or something like that but that's actually a reason I started Instagram that's like kind of part of why I started doing time lapses because I would do the full I'm like hey look like this is actually me this is what I'm doing this is a video of the entire renovation that I'm doing myself so that's kind of something I like to to share like kind of to prove myself I guess too so people do take you seriously and you kind of start gaining that credibility as well like people really have confidence in what you can do and so that's kind of been a way but I know it can be difficult especially when you're young starting out like hard to be taken seriously but I've also found the opposite too like people are really willing to help and answer questions and like that's been not intimidating yeah 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 that's so great. I've yeah, had, I love, love that. Yeah, it's been a great experience. Britt, you've been able to, in three years, right, grow your Instagram followers to 83,000, which yeah. is Well, huge. 95 now. <laughs> Sorry, 95. I'll make sure I'm I make so it out of that. I'm close to 100. I'm like, I need to be, I have a bet That's, with Brandon Turner too. You, you do, go. right? And, and it was so funny. She's like, help me to get to 100. Unfollow yeah. Brandon. I was like, That's awesome. So- <laughs> I mean, for the women listening, I think Instagram is an area that people are just spending more time on, right? I mean, people are transitioning. They have business pages on Facebook or people are just not posting on Facebook like they used to when it like, you know, right. and, and then really spending their energy if, if their market is on Instagram. Mm. So for you, 
how have you been, I mean, how, how have you been able to grow that presence as big as you have in such a short time? I'm yeah. curious to really get in because I think the women listening, they're doing renovations. They're doing some great work. They're, they're renovating properties. It's such a neat business, right? So it's not a boring business. None of us are in. Yeah. But I don't know if everyone is created equal when it comes to being really, really powerful and growing a social media presence like you have been. Yeah. So what can you share with the women listening as some learned lessons, strategies, tips, anything you would want, want to share of how you've been able to successfully grow like you have? Well, I think for me, I try my best to add as much value to my audience as I can. Like I want to give complete how-tos, step-by-step lessons that I learned and be completely transparent. Like, Hey guys, like I screwed this up. Like, this is how you, how I fixed it. Like in my stories, I try to be raw and real. Like I'm not trying to be like glamorous in any way. I'm just trying to be completely myself. And I think that's definitely been helpful to grow my page like people know me they know my personality like and they're wanting to share so getting reposts has been a huge thing for me but it does like it honestly does take a lot of time but people do really appreciate like the information so I'm just doing my best to try give as much value to them as I can and then I think people see that and they're wanting to share that and so I think that's all you can really do is just put yourself out there, um, show your faith, like do your stories every single day. I post, some people post like quite a few times a week. I usually only post twice a week, something like that, but that consistency is necessary. So it's like, you have to keep your presence because there's so much online now that you have to like put yourself out there. And it takes a long time. Like I think the first year it might've been, maybe even the first full year, to get to a thousand followers. Like it took a long time just to break a thousand. And then it's like just posting consistently, taking videos of everything I'm doing. Like the more content, the better people love before and after photos. So that's great. If you're a real estate investor, cause you probably have some great photos to share. Yeah. And just, Go ahead. Sorry. No, that's, that's pretty much it. I was just going <laughs> to say like, <laughs> no, I was going to say that you know, it's it's pretty remarkable because sometimes we see people just getting a lot of followers because of the stuff that they wear or where they've been or like weird right. photos and that type of thing. And mm -hmm. I think that the way that we can all differentiate ourselves is just, just being ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. others, to be honest, because yeah. you're not there uh, sanding a floor in your... I don't know, five, eight inch high heel and with your, you know, hair done, your makeup done and all of that. You're just real and, and you're just being yourself there. So I think that when we look at it, what we do in our business, right? In different areas, we can also do that in order to attract the, the, the investors or people that we want to do business with. And it does not, as you're saying, you don't need to be there like, every single day because that's like killing so for you now we know what you're doing what are you up to but how the future look like you mentioned the bigger bigger deals are you looking to do them on your own you're partnering up with the people i guess my question will be how you and your company is revolving yeah so i guess we're just on that big learning curve of that because um we and this has been so 
like getting on podcasts and like after doing bigger pockets and podcasts like this one, like you start to get your name out there. So I've, I've actually had a lot of people from my own city uh, reach out to me and this is through Instagram and stuff as well. But I've had people reach out that really want to partner. And these are people who are very established in real estate in my market. So it's been incredible really. And so I have been actually talking to one partner specifically, and then there's a few others that still really want to do deals. So I'm just like, we're kind of, the market's kind of weird for a multifamily. It's been really, really tricky. And they're selling at like negative cash flow, like pretty hard, like four or five. I heard of this and I was like, yeah, yeah. It's been like really, really tricky. So we're looking at trying to get off market deals and stuff like that. Like the deal we have now is an off market that makes more sense and has more potential and value add. So at this moment, I'm just like kind of trying to get our business now with all our singles, trying to get that kind of flowing better and and now I'll have more time to, I still want to do my renovations here and there. I don't want to be doing like everything all the time, but that is kind of where I want to be more and out of the office more and like, and kind of networking. I realize that is something that I am good at. You know, you kind of figure out these things as you go along. Cause I'm like, I'm just good at renovations. That's all I'm good at. But now I'm like, Oh, I can network. I can meet people and raise money and that sort of a thing. So yeah, I guess it's just like a big learning curve, but I'm, I'm really excited for the future. That's awesome. I mean, I think, I think what you've done with your social media presence has been able to, you know, get, get out there and in a way that, you know, you're, you're getting the invitations, you know, people are reaching out to you. You're not reaching out to them, which is really a goal, you know, the goal of a lot of it. And did you, do you go into a, with, with like a goal saying, I want to do, I'm going to join Instagram. I'm going to do these posts and this is what I want out of it. I'm curious. No, I've never, I've, I really try to set goals because I know I'm like, I want to set goals and like review them every morning. And like, cause I hear this in all the books and like so many successful people are like, you have to set goals. And I'm like, I want to, I'm just not good at it. So I've never really had goals. I've just kind of like flown by the seat of my pants and just kind of like, I'm going to post and see how it goes and then go on this podcast and hopefully it works out. And Got it. So I've never really specifically had goals for it but it's just it's crazy how much it spirals too like you get on you have one opportunity like um bigger pockets podcast was the first podcast i ever did and then from there like it was like more opportunities came about and it's just like kind of spirals from there so putting yourself out there yeah just put, and and that is another thing because like you're saying at the beginning andressa it was it's like nerve-wracking when you're like just different personalities, right? Like, I feel like I'm better behind the camera. I'm like, I like photo video, but speaking is terrifying for me. So going on a podcast, I was like, this is scary. I didn't, I was so nervous before my first podcast. I was like, for two weeks, I'm like pacing back and forth. Like, oh, I can't do this. I'm gonna have to say I'm sick. Like, (laughs) and then, so I did the podcast. And then after the podcast, I went and spoke on stage with my boyfriend in front of 500 real estate investors. And I was like, I blacked out. I couldn't think, I couldn't remember anything. I was like, this sucks. But the more you do it, the more you put yourself out there. Same with like talking to people at meetups. It's like, it gets easier. I feel way more comfortable now than I did with the first podcast I did. I think I've done six now. So it's like, it just gets easier. And right. once you do it, you don't regret it, I, I find. Yeah. And I think that, you know, as you, your company evolve, you're going to have to focus on different things as we do too. Yeah. So it is just like different. And I think that 
as we grow and people know you and we know them, we get a lot of offers, right, to, to do business with. And Lisa and I are really happy. We had the conversation. Um, we were speaking in uh, Newark another day and we had that conversation. Yeah. And then we got to the point right now that for, for us, the deal itself, mm. it doesn't really matter if the partnership is not good. Right. Right. You can have like an amazing deal, but like a C minus partnership in the past, we would like, okay, we'll make it work Mm -hmm. right now. After all different partnerships that we have, it doesn't really matter. The partnership needs to be so, so, so important. Right, Liz? We had this conversation yeah. another day. Yeah. And we come to the conclusion that, you know, people are going to be reaching out to us and we're going to be reaching out to people. So it's just an exchange. But it's just so critical to, mm-hmm. like, get into partnerships that really benefit. And I think that for you, it's just, like, great to see your your growth and everything that you're you are doing. But most importantly, like, you're setting up, you're being a model for other mm-hmm. younger ladies looking up at you and say, oh, my gosh, she can do it. I can do it, too. And we don't see this very often mm-hmm. in, in this world. So I think that your role in this world is beyond really rehabbing houses. It goes a little bit beyond that. You will see in the next generations looking up as your mom did to you, right? Yeah, exactly. That's so sweet. Yeah, it's weird to even think about because I'm like, oh, I'm just doing my own thing, like doing my renovation. Like you don't even think about the impact it has on others. And it's still hard for me to accept that and believe that because I'm just like, I'm still just like kind of, you know, doing my own thing, cruising along. But it's just amazing to think like what we have now and my mom's generation she didn't have any of that that's why I look up to her so much too because she didn't have anyone to like teach her or ask like I have this amazing network I could ask you guys questions I'm like I feel so I don't know it's just amazing to me I, I have so many great people around me yeah that's very true and how that's evolved <clears throat> right mm-hmm. from from the earlier generations yeah um Britt you've been so helpful I love the path you're on I love what you're up to um, you know, the, the women listening, um, obviously need to check you out on Instagram. Cause it's just, you know, what 95, almost a hundred grand, hundred grand. Let's make it work. Grand. Yeah. hundred thousand <laughs> subscribers. So ladies listening, definitely, uh, check, check her out and, but where can they learn more about you and, and what you're up to? Well, my Instagram is at investor girl Brit. So that's like where I spend most of my time. I'm trying to go on other platforms. I have a Facebook page, but that is my most used app. So yeah, hopefully um, you guys see me on there and send me a message. Say hi. <laughs> awesome. And all this information we can add on our show notes so you guys can check her out. Mm-hmm. And right now we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions. And the first one is, what's the most transformational book you have ever read? Oh, okay. Um, probably four hour work week comes to mind because that was just like such, so attractive to me on the life I want to live. And I love being able to travel and, and everything. I remember him talking about VAs and I was like, what is that? And now I'm like starting <laughs> to realize that a little bit now. So it took a while, but I really love that book. And I think the more recent one was one I mentioned before, which is E-Myth. So just kind of like Cause I don't really find, I still am like struggling with like the business side of stuff. Cause that's just not me. I'm just kind of, I'm just figuring it out. So I just really, that book has helped me out a lot. Awesome. 
And the second question is, what's the most powerful routine that you do to create a financially free and balanced life? Whatever balance means to you. Yeah, well, I think balance, I'm not, I'm not great with that. <laughs> Especially right now, I'm just like full out at like work, 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 which isn't so great. I really tried to do Miracle Morning. So more meditation, that's definitely helped me. Um, so, and there's a few like cool apps and stuff because I'm. that's another thing. My mind is always racing and I'm just always thinking like big picture. And so just like taking a little bit of time to, calm down and focus and not get so wrapped up in the day-to-day -day stuff because it gets kind of crazy. Does it, right? And sometimes it's just like inside our heads, all that thing. Yeah, Those things are happening at the same time. I know. The last question is, which women, famous or not, has inspired you the most? Oh, well, I have, I've talked about her so much, but I have to say my mom, she's inspired me so much and my grandma as well, but just like such a powerful woman. She doesn't take shit from anybody. She's just like, I'm just going to do my own thing. She's just going to, doesn't matter what it is. She's going to try it. She's like, so, um, in grade nine, she took us on a trip to Mexico. She took us out of school, homeschooled us and drove us down to Mexico and just like did that by herself. And wow. wow. So that was kind of a cool, crazy trip. And she's just awesome. She's, she has a different way of doing things. She's a little stubborn. She doesn't like, she's not as open to learning different, like kind of ways of investing or anything like that, which I think has helped me a lot just learning from podcasts, but she didn't have that and she doesn't care anymore. So <laughs> but I love her. She's helped me so much. That's awesome. Well, Britt, thank you so much for being on our show. Love what you're up to. Love what you're doing. And just appreciate you sharing some, some tips and everything with our community. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys having me on. I definitely look up to you too. So I appreciate it. Awesome, Britt. Thank you so much. I look forward to meeting you in person. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank Thanks. you. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, Go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.